0: To the Turning Point Project. I'm Helen Rubello, founder of the Magical Life Movement and author of The Magical Unfolding: Eight Magical Processes for Peace, Potential and Purpose. And I believe that when you face transitions in life, you have to find a way to move forward through the messy bits, even when you feel scared. In this project, I talk to inspiring conscious souls about how they used a turning point to move from a life that didn't fully fit towards living a more intentional, fulfilling life despite the messy bits. May these stories inspire you to trust your turning points and to always believe there is magic to be found in life even when you feel stuck in the messy middle. And if you haven't yet ordered your copy of The Magical Unfolding, Head on over to the website to gift yourself a copy so that you can get all of the bonuses on offer to help you shape your next decade differently. Welcome to today's episode of The Turning Point Project. Today I am talking to a gorgeous friend of mine, a lovely soul called Nicola Humber, who is a mentor to Unbound Women. She activates recovering good girls to embrace their so-called imperfections and shake off the tyranny of shoulds so that they can be their fullest, finest, most magnificent selves. Nicola is the author of two transformational books, as well as the founder of the Unbound Press, which is a soul led publishing house for unbound women. And in this conversation, we are talking about the very topical issue of COVID-19 in relation to how it is shaking us, how it can shape us, how we can find our grounding and our centering within that or any other turning point and how it can give us a sense of hope and possibility even when everything feels chaotic. I couldn't have spoken to a better person for this particular time in life. I really don't feel like this conversation will in any way trigger any anxiety or fear for you. I feel like you'll come away with a sense of peace, presence, perspective and grounding. So I'd love to know what you think. And if you want to join in the conversation, please come on over to Instagram where I'm at Helen Rebello Author, And let us know your biggest takeaway and what you're doing right now to help yourself find moments of presence and pockets of peace. Thank you for listening.
1: So welcome, Nicola, my gorgeous friend it's so so good to see you I get the pleasure of seeing you no one else will but I do (laughs) welcome to the turning point project and thank you for joining me today oh
2: Helen thank you so much for inviting me I've been I think I've been waiting for this conversation (laughs) so I was really excited to receive your invitation and it's, it's gorgeous to be with you um instead having this conversation and at this time as
1: well i I know so um at the time of recording it we are i don't know two weeks into what's felt like two years already (laughs) of the covid 19 breakout so we are recording this in kind of the beginning of the messy middle Mm. of a massive world turning point you couldn't make it up
2: you couldn't I mean (laughs) you know we were saying like this is the ultimate turning point really (laughs) so whatever we speak about is going to be um it's going to be relevant because yeah none of us know what is going
1: to unfold from this turning point that we're in right now no absolutely I know for you personally that you, I mean, you are currently navigating a turning point in your life anyway. So if you were to ask yourself, your soul, your spirit, your heart right now, which turning point wants to come through to maybe inform how you navigate the journey the current landscape in life or could help other people uh, navigate the current stage of life what what most comes through for you
2: it's really interesting because when we you know initially decided to have this conversation and i was reflecting on turning points throughout my life and like the obvious one that stands out is when i decided to leave my job in finance and then begin this path um like we trained as a hypnotherapist and a coach and that led me to what I'm doing now as an author and um running the unbound press and working with other women writers but that was such a huge thing at the time but it feels like such a a small turning point looking back now and like you mentioned a more recent turning point for me which was the the passing of my dad who literally died just over three weeks ago and it feels like a whole lifetime has passed sure yeah since then um and that whole process um at his end of life, which had gone on over a period of nine years. He was diagnosed with lung cancer nine years ago. And then, like, we didn't think he'd make it a year. And he kept going and responded really well to treatment. And we had so much longer with him than we imagined. Um, And then at the beginning of February, we were told there was nothing else that could be done. And he went into palliative care. And then, from that point, like by the end of the month, he had died, he went downhill very quickly, wow. yeah, um and that was an intense time, you know, that whole period of weeks was a huge it's been a huge turning point for me um really quite hard to put into words, which is all like go for a podcast interview, but Like everything that happened within that, that month feels almost like it was preparing me for what's happening in the world now in a way. I was called to experience and really feel so many different emotions, like not just like sadness and fear and, um, grief, but also there were moments of, of like deep joy like profound joy and love and um, laughter within those last weeks particularly the last two weeks of my dad's uh, life and a huge part of my work is around each of us being fully expressed in the world and it feels mm-hmm. like I was like taken even more deeply into that for myself during that, that period of time particularly the, like I said the last couple of weeks of my dad's life and like a sense of deeper connection with with my family you know with my mom and my sister um and the rest of the family with my dad and with life itself i mean it's really such a profound experience i'd never been present at the end of somebody's life like that um so to experience the heartbreak, but also the the hopefulness at the same time, and it feels like that's exactly what's happening in the world right now. We're in this situation where there is, you know, I've experienced a lot of, I right, am experiencing a great deal of heartbreak and grief around how what's happening in the world and what's being lost, but also hopefulness about what what will come forward from this so just yeah very a very profound turning point for me over the past past few weeks
1: yeah thank you so much for sharing that because to be able to extract and articulate so much of the essence of that journey in such an amazing way in such a short time it's quite something it makes perfect sense what you've said uh, because i've been through a lot of experiences myself with people leaving this world this incarnation mm-hmm. because i've worked in hospices and hospitals and you know and and then lost people in my life as well and i really I really understand how it a- helps you access that huge range of emotions because it's it just drops you straight into your heart. Yeah. And that's where actually our capacity to get through turning points in life it lives because it it's so much easier to be more present with everything that's flowing and shifting and just all of the mad spinning of the world stuff that happens that's happening now but it happens with anything that that really throws you actually when you can sit and drop into that place your ability to somehow be able to find some peace and stability within it is just profound yeah yeah. It sounds like you've really, really accessed that.
2: The way you've just spoken to it, then Helen, it's, it is, I think it's that sense of presence. Uh, I, I mean, I really feel I experienced like a huge heart opening, um, through kind of being there with my dad and my, my mum and my sister at the end of his life. And yeah, I just had to be present. With whatever was like coming up in each moment. And I think that's what's happening now in the world. We're each being called just to be present with what is. We don't know (laughs) what is going to unfold from this point. So that's, that's all we can do is like, okay, well, what's, what's true for me in this moment? And like coming back to that and. Yeah, I think for me it was recognising, oh, okay, this is, I can do this. (laughs) You know, I don't have to be, I don't have to know what's going to happen and when it's going to happen and how things are going to unfold exactly because in that situation you don't. Um, And, yes, that's coming up collectively, like for every single one of us at the moment.
1: Yeah. And do you think... I mean from what I've seen obviously I've only seen small glimpses little windows here and there into how you've been Um but seeing you here and there and reading some of the things you've been p- writing about posts you've been putting out to me it just seems like you've accessed an incredible amount of, of grace and I mean I talk about you know, my last few months going through a turning point in my life as, as I've done it with grace, grit and gratitude. Mm-hmm. And, and I really see that in you as well. And I, I wonder, I wonder whether your work that you've been doing with Unbound, whether that is what has enabled you to step into, you know, being able to be present to and process your your feelings and your emotions around this in in the gracious way you are do you feel like it's related to tapping into that work or would you have been able to process it the way you are a few years ago no
2: yeah. <laughs> I don't think I would have been able to and I just want to say um yeah I mean who knows how I will continue to process this and yeah. Um yeah there's 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 definitely moments where I don't feel gracious <laughs> of course yeah <laughs> but I absolutely believe or know that um the work that I've done around being unbound or more unbound and unbinding myself from all of these old stories about who and how I should be in the world is definitely definitely served me so so much in you know what I'm experiencing right now and you know I think back to when I was writing Unbound it's really hard to kind of tune into what years what which
1: is which yeah. <laughs> every day is like a month oh, at the I moment exactly. <laughs> I was speaking to someone earlier she's like
2: what year are we in <laughs> um but that was back in it was 2017 when I was actually like writing Unbound for the whole of that year, and there was so much kind of going on in my life at the at the time. I was moving to another country, moving from the UK to the States, and and my dad was very sick throughout that year as well. At one point, and then my mum was also like sick off you know, just after I'd moved to the UK. I was experiencing that. Um, like challenges in my relationship that came through the move, um, you know, questioning our marriage, whether we still wanted to be married. All of this stuff was coming up through that year. And all the time I was like in the process of writing this book, Unbound, which is all about being your fullest, freer self. And it feels like, like the writing process in that book was very supportive to me throughout that time helping me to navigate all of these changes that was happening and the uncertainty but it also feels like all of that happened at that time almost because I was writing the book I was inviting in mm. the, the kind of essence of unbound it was almost like a process of initiation it's like okay you want to work with this energy you want to write this book you know, you're really going to have to go there. And that's definitely how I experienced it. And I'm sure you've experienced the same I can really relate to that. <laughs> and I think that's what happened. You know, I truly believe that now, you know, through my own experience and working with lots of other women who are writing transformational books. You know, we can't just pay lip service to what we're talking about or writing about when we make that commitment to writing a particular book. We receive, like, whatever medicine it is that we need in order to, like, really embody our message. And I certainly experienced that with Unbound and continue to. Mm. Why did I ever pick this word? <laughs> like I had any. But it has. It's It's helped me to have this kind of capacity to be with unknowing and uncertainty, which we're kind of all needing at this time and that's what I hold space for too you know to hold space for through the writing process but it goes beyond that you know to hold space for women who are sitting with uncertainty and unknowing and not having the answers and you know I really feel like that you know these times are inviting each of us or not even inviting like demanding that each of us (laughs) do that whether it's comfortable or not yeah
1: yeah it's it's more like a push in the back it's not an invitation (laughs) (laughs) though.
2: like you haven't listened to the invitation so now you're all gonna have to do this
1: (laughs) absolutely Mm. and I love that I love that we're able to laugh about this because (laughs) you know taking nothing away from all the stuff that's going on I think that's just it's crucial it's like you almost you almost have to have that capacity with um with any turning point you have to have that capacity to almost sit back and laugh at your own delusion that you have any kind of control you know <laughs> that. anything in the universe is within your hands it's almost it's it's like the big cosmic joke almost isn't it
2: <laughs> yeah absolutely we're seeing this play out now um this idea that we do have you know we are able to control anything apart from our own response to it obviously mm. yeah yeah there is there is definitely humor in that i i all i've you know, not just in this situation but it's something um that I've always kind of leaned into like even in the darkest times not as a way of kind of bypassing what was happening but it's like no this is part of this is part of our human experience to be able to to laugh and
1: and see the
2: yeah to see the humor in our attempts to make sense of big (laughs) life
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's um you know what what's coming up into, into my my heart, mind to be expressed right yeah. now just this I just suddenly uh I must have had this realization before but maybe not in quite the same way as just now but you know those um the the wheels that coaches use the color wheels with all the different elements of life like mm-hmm. family and work and I don't know social life and this they have all these different things on a pie chart you know I I'm sure you say this too and emotions are just energy in Mm -hmm. in motion so of course they are they are like that same circle that same pie chart but from a Chinese medicine perspective which is where my work is kind of really grounded from that place it's it's all the different organs express themselves mm. in different ways. And because the five element cycle is just like this continuous flowing cycle, because the, the, for the energy to move, it's got to go through all of those different organs and all of those different things. So you, you'll have the laughter of, of heart energy. You'll have the grief of lung energy. You'll have the fear of kidney energy. Mm. You know, you'll have the, the constant worrying and stressing of spleen energy the planning and trying to work it all out and solve it of wood energy it's uh yeah I've never really never really thought of that before
2: I love that I love seeing it in that way um you know giving giving space to all of the different parts of us to kind of be able to be expressed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like it gives it permission to be okay. Because I think people feel, you know, especially going through something, even before all this world stuff, you're going through the loss of a parent. Yeah. You know, you can actually feel quite guilty for, not that I've lost a parent yet, but you know I, my brother lost his wife, and I can remember conversations with him because she had cancer as well, so you mm. know it's like that journey of adjustment over the years and then they and then they go, but I can remember him feeling guilty for laughing, but then you know that was actually his best coping mechanism so yeah. He, yeah that that yeah. was his default, that was his fallback,
2: yeah, now I've definitely experienced. That, you know, feelings of guilt and, and questioning, oh, is it okay to be feeling this? Is it okay to be like experiencing joy or laughter? And, and not just in relation to my dad, but also, you know, with world events now. Yes. And, you know, is it okay if I'm sharing, if I'm on an Instagram story and I'm kind of like making, you know, saying something funny or, you know, sharing something humorous or, um, I think a lot of people are asking that question right now. Like is I it okay to be doing been. this? Yeah. Um, is it okay to be like talking about my work and making offerings? Like, is it okay to be doing that at this time? Like there's all of this stuff that comes up um when we're going through uh, a turning point such as this one, especially one that, you know, does feel so turbulent and um, is but well, the words that are coming up. It's like you know, it is wreaking havoc for a lot of people. Mm. And is it okay to still be experiencing those lighter emotions? Yeah. And for me, I think the answer has to be yes, because <laughs> what you're feeling is what you're feeling. Um, but yeah, I've, I've definitely noticed that feeling. Of guilt and questioning bubbling mm.
1: up. Have you found f- for you that with all of your transitions and turning points, especially this latest very new one, mm. have you found more acceptance with how you are, and or more capacity to just show up, regardless, you know, and just kind of own and show show who you are and how you feel.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting. I was just like having a conversation with somebody, um, and I was talking about like how even I, I hold space for like different groups that I work with, the Unbound Writing Mastermind, and obviously with one-to-one clients as well. And but like, over the past few weeks, there have been times when I've been holding space. And also emotion has come up. So there may have been, yeah, you know, particularly when people are like, you know, how are you doing? Are you OK? And also when we've been talking about what's happening in the world. So I've been holding space. And also there may have been like tears coming up or sadness or. And that's quite new for me to recognize I can hold space in a really powerful way and also be in grief or sadness and and that's that's okay like giving myself permission as a recovering good girl like my Mm. inner good girl be like oh no you have to keep it all together um (laughs) and just present this professional image and it's like oh it's it's okay for us to be experiencing emotions and be showing up and holding space whether that is you know in a group or one-to-one or like on social media it's it's okay for us to to be present with it all we can still be present to others and be present to our emotions yeah and I think yeah that's a really beautiful thing to be able to be in community and in a space where we're able to express it all and again I think this is this is something that kind of everyone's going to be evolving into mm. in their different ways. It's like all of these structures that kind of kept everyone in their own little little world, their own little roles are kind of breaking down. And it's like, oh, well, who am I without this kind of identity that I've been attached to? So,
1: mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's what was coming through for me as I was listening to you. It's that, you know, I can remember being told even in my shiatsu training which is it's a discipline that's very holistic but there was a lot of emphasis on holding space in such a way that you're you're 100% there for that person but you are really keeping it together yourself and you're not showing you're not like you're not enmeshing your energy with theirs or you're showing any just the very opposite of what you've just said essentially you know being being very together and very grounded and very centered and not not really contributing any of your own stuff to their stuff which is not what you're saying you're doing necessarily but it but it for me like hearing you now and And knowing what I know about how beautifully you hold space that's one of the things I love about you is how fully you do show up and how completely authentic and real you are. But also with this incredible capacity to hold space. I love that. And actually the way that, you know, I I did that back in the day when I started training in shiatsu feels very just very divisive. It's that thing of I am, I am the leader, or I am the, mm. you know, it's like I'm the one with all the answers, and and there has to be almost this barrier between us because I'm the professional, and <laughs> I mean it's going back. I started that training in 2003, but and of course I've evolved away from that way of being because it didn't sit right with me because it's mm-hmm. disempowering. It's it's just very interesting to see how that paradigm is shifting and breaking down and that it's almost that sense of we're all in this together and it's okay to show up
2: yeah i'm really interested in that and how it's how it's shifting i mean i've experienced like i trained um in in counseling after i did my hypnotherapy diploma did a counseling like two year diploma and there you're very much, it's like, no, you don't kind of, you don't kind of bring in, you don't show or express any of your own stuff. Yes. It's all about, you just, it's totally, like, completely clear space for your client, which I get completely. Yeah. And I think it's very useful, actually, to have that that grounding because it makes you very aware of, um, well, you have to be very aware of, look, I'm just, <laughs> I'm going to be like this kind of, blank space for yes, my yeah. my clients um, but like you say then you recognize actually this isn't for me lose some of the humanity mm. there and yeah it's a it's, it is a delicate line to walk but I think it is shifting because we're moving away from that kind of hierarchical idea that yeah like one person is the leader and knows the answers, and that's the person holding the space. And um, it feels very impersonal. Whereas mm. what I'm interested in creating now are, you know, particularly in groups, or just seeing like the co creative nature of that. When I hold space for the Unbound Writing Mastermind, Okay, yeah, I'm holding the space, but I absolutely know that each one of the women within that space brings so much wisdom. And uh, like for me, as well as everyone else in yeah. I learn so much. Yeah. Every time I host one of those calls, I receive insights and awarenesses that I wouldn't be able to access on my own. Uh, and also with the Unbound Press, like, you know, which is the publishing imprint that I, um, or that's kind of come through me <laughs> I don't feel that i created it and created itself it's the same there I don't feel that that's mine it belongs to each one of the authors who who join us and it's a co-created um kind of entity really so it feels like there's a big shift happening in so many ways mm-hmm. away from these kind of hierarchical structures which was definitely still showing up in holistic therapies, you yeah. know. They have been. That's how we've been taught to do things, and it's like, mm,
1: yeah, you
2: know, we lose a lot of the magic there, a lot of the potential when we're like trying to play this particular role, hold back parts of ourselves.
1: Yeah, I would, I very much agree. I think it's taken me a very a very long time actually you know to when i look back and i think about the years of my own career and my own unfolding mm. it has taken me a long time to really realize how important it is to almost be able to send out those kind of tendrils of i don't know it's like you have to you have to you have to give a little bit to invite someone else to give a little bit back it's that it is those tendrils of connection it's it's showing those little tendrils of vulnerability or whatever it might be in a very organic way obviously but it's taken me years because it's that thing that that your work is all about it's the unlearning (laughs) it's like it's the good girl stuff and it's it's so so important and it's so Interesting that we are having this conversation at such a pivotal time when so many people, not just women, but so many people are just standing up and opening their hearts and just just talking about what they want to talk about and allowing it to land where it will land and not taking responsibility for how it lands in terms of worrying about what other people think quite so much. Mm. It's just so much good. Yeah. The chaos. Always. <laughs>
2: Always. You know, I feel like the words that are coming through for me as you're saying that, Helen, like it's, the chaos calls us forward and it feels like that's what's happening right now. Um like I'm noticing it people who maybe have been holding back and not valuing what they have to offer what they have to say are just like coming forwards now and like oh no i'm gonna I'm gonna do this now, I'm gonna share this now and I've you know have been having conversations with quite a few different people uh, over the past week or so. That have been thinking about writing a book for ages and now they're like actually I really want to do this now or they've written a book but they've been you know wondering about how to put it out there and where to put it out there and it's like this just needs to be out there now mm. <laughs> it's like yeah there's this sense of of urgency not in a kind of like negative pressurizing way but a, like a real strong call forward yeah and to Like, move beyond the perfectionism and the, like, is this okay? It's like, no, it's, yeah, this is, this is the time for it.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. So, the thing that comes through for me to ask you about in relation to the fact that so many people are coming your way, me included, I've got a call booked with you as well. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, who wants to come through to ask you is like I've seen the energy behind what you're doing grow and grow and grow. It's like it, it's got its own exponential magic right now. It really has a lot of momentum and it's literally pulling people in towards it, I think. So you're getting more and more people raising their hands and contacting you. You're holding space for more and more people. You're doing all your own press processing around your your dad and what that means for the family unit you know and then there's all this world stuff as well what do you do to to find your center and your grounding in all of that how do you keep yourself you know able to to sit with all of this and all of these amazing people coming your way Mm.
2: Well, the first thing is I have space held for me. You know, that's really important for me to be working um, with people who are holding space. You know, I work with a, a coach and a mentor and I'm a member of different groups and communities where I can go and have that space held, which is so important. Mm. Um And like an amazing like community of women like you, hello, who I, you know, I'm connected with. And even if we're not kind of speaking all the time, I know that I have this incredible community of magical beings around me. Um, but personally, like, like the practices that I use to, to ground and center myself, like writing is obviously One of them. (laughs) Um, That's how I process whatever's coming up for me on any particular day. Just like free writing, journaling, whatever's coming through, and moving my body. Like walking is my is huge for me. Like every day, and hopefully I'll be able to continue getting outside of that. (laughs) But you know, just going even if it's just for a short walk in nature. Um that is just vital for me. So grounding. Um and yoga as well, like, you know, do yoga most days. It's really important that I connect with my body because mm. for so long in my life I was up in my head and that's still my tendency is to go up into my head. Um, I have a lot going on up there, have always got yeah. new ideas. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. anything I can do to bring myself into my body is um yeah is so important so those are the main elements you know those yeah. are the things that I have
1: to have in place yeah and I love that you said that thank you for sharing that because one of the biggest things I've realized this year so my word for this year was embodiment mm. and um you know I've spent years helping mostly women get out of their heads and into their hearts and of course that's been my own journey as well mm. but it is It is a constant daily practice that I knew I had to step up this year intuitively. But the thing I realized as a result of doing that is how intertwined actually embodiment and expression are. Mm. So you talked about expression earlier and it makes, I don't know, it's like you can only really express from, from that more embodied place. If you don't want to completely deplete yourself and use up your kidney energy, and you know, wipe yourself out in the process, you you have to do it using all of your being, not just, not just the very clever, creative mind. <laughs> so thank you, yeah, absolutely. thank you for sharing that.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what I've learned, like through my own book writing process as well. If I try and do it all from, um, up in the head. Like it doesn't, it feels very draining. Um, yeah. and also it, what I create from that place is not, it, it doesn't really create connection. It, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel grounded. <laughs> like when I read the words back on the page, whereas when we're able to drop into the body and write from that embodied place, it's so much more powerful. Um, for us and also for the reader, like they can feel the energy yeah. of that yeah so important
0: and have you found
1: that having your own circle with your unbound women have you found going through this whole period since your dad died it's a really short period at the time that Mm. we're talking but have you found that that has really helped you to stay in your body as well being connected with them and showing up with them and holding space for them having them hold it for you
2: absolutely you know it was something well I was I was really mindful of how it was going to be like carrying on with Mm. those calls whilst you know my dad was in the last kind of weeks and days of his life um and also beyond that I actually and it feels like divine timing I ran like an in-person retreat, you know, at the beginning of oh, February, yes. which was when, um, like the week after, we just learned that Dad was coming to the end of his life. And so there were questions of, you know, is it still okay to run this retreat? Does that feel okay for me? And it actually felt perfect. And it was a small group of women who were in the, yeah, they were all in the writing mastermind. So I knew them all well and we came together in the forest and I mean that was so it felt so supportive for me as well as them it was a very special experience and you know every time I've been kind of getting on the calls and someone will say well thank you so much for like holding space at this time and I'm like well actually it this nourishes me Mm this feels very supportive to me right now um to be doing this and connecting with uh, these amazing these amazing women so what a what a beautiful thing to be doing work and working with people where it feels that supportive and and nourishing to to us as well
1: um yeah very very
2: magical yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah, and it's, and I can really relate to that mm. because, um, when I did my magical life circle last year, two months into that circle, my entire life just imploded. <laughs> it was just like that yeah. circle kept me going. Yeah. Really did. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's that thing of we just, we need a sense of purpose of some kind as well, don't we? As well as the connection with the fellow like-minded humans, which is also mm. your, your collective, your ho- whole community is full of these gorgeous, like-minded, open-hearted, beautiful souls. But it's that sense of purpose as well it, that you're you're bringing and infusing into everything you do. Yeah. Oh, thank you.
2: <laughs>
1: thank you for seeing
2: that. I um, always see
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I only speak the truth. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, that's um, that's beautiful. Thank you. But yeah, that sense of purpose is is so so important and. I spent so long looking for a sense of purpose and actually it was something that I uncovered along the way mm. <laughs> whilst I was looking for a sense of purpose over there <laughs> I, I uncovered it in different way so yeah I definitely think that's one of the things that, that helps us to move through these turning points yeah. like you say it's no accident that you were running your circle at that time no definitely not
1: (laughs) no because um you know in my head the timescale for doing that was probably a year before that you know it was yeah it just happened when it happened I love it
2: I love it (laughs) I don't love you know that you had that upheaval but you know the fact that you intuitively put exactly the right thing in place to support
1: you at that time amazing And, and you know what I love about what you're doing, the fact that I did that circle at the right time for me as well, is hopefully anyone hearing this, you know, it might just give them that sense of hope and possibility and belief that. I don't know, I'm not saying everything's preordained or anything like that, but at some divine level, there is There is some higher, higher wisdom, higher intuition that we actually all have that we we can tap into even if we don't know we're tapping into it. That's why I love these conversations, because those turning points in life, they it's only when you look back at them, you see how perfect they were for what you needed to know or what you needed to be moving into, what you needed to own what you needed to disown, all of that stuff. I don't know. It's like, it gives you a sense of trust somehow that maybe, just maybe, it's all going to work out. Yeah,
2: yeah, that word trust. Would you agree? Yeah. Oh my goodness, so much, so much. I was speaking to someone, to a client last week and she was like, I know what you do, that it's all about writing, but really it's about it's about trust like learning to trust yourself and I feel like my whole journey has been that like learning to to trust those kind of nudges that you get those ideas and to trust when you get the the call to do something at a particular time and not another you know really just learning to trust um yourself I think that's That's such an important skill to have, really. And it is. It's something we have to practice because we're not taught to trust ourselves. Absolutely. We're taught, you know, that the answer is always outside somewhere. And so we lose that sense of self-trust. So, yeah, getting back to that is really important.
1: So if someone was listening to this right now and they are, I know this is going to be a huge question, but I know you'll trust what comes through, literally using the word trust intentionally there. So if someone was listening to this and they're really, really struggling to find any sense of trust in everything that's unfolding in the world right now, what wants to come through for you to say to them? And it doesn't have to be a huge thing, really.
2: (laughs) Well, um, I definitely experience times when it's like, oh, I'm not sure, you know, because things are so uncertain right now. So I have those moments of like fear um or panic and what I always do for myself and that I'd encourage others to do is like, like literally just to come back into my own body. You know, we were talking about that sense of embodiment. I think I can't move out of that place from my head I just need to come back into my body to breathe and I know it sounds really simple but I just think that's the most powerful thing we can do I just come back to my breath because that's one thing I can trust (laughs) you know I can always trust that like my you know that I can just take a breath in and out so that's really helpful and also you know I've noticed myself doing this more and more just to look outside into what well, at the moment I can see roadworks outside the house <laughs> but there's a tree there's a tree there, and I you know just looking out at the trees all the birds all the squirrels that you know I see in the garden, looking to nature I'm you know I think that's a really helpful because, yeah she's ever present, and the animals are still doing their thing um the plants are starting to to come up from beneath the surface so I find that really comforting and it helps me to feel that sense of trust so those are the two things that I would I would recommend
1: I love that that's perfect thank you No, yeah. thank you because it's for asking the relatable questions. as well yeah. <laughs> Relatable, doable. We can all yes. do that. Yeah. We can all take Keep a it break. simple. Absolutely. <laughs> right now, that is fundamental. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to wrap up in a moment. But before I do, there's a couple of things I'd love uh, to ask you. Is there anything else you would love to share? Anything else yeah. that wants to come through?
2: Do you know what? It feels like that piece about trust was the perfect... The perfect... Thing, I mean that would have been what I would have shared I think but it came through anyway of course yes, <laughs> because uh, you have to trust. <laughs> so, yeah that feels like the key piece really that feels like what everything comes back round to is that sense of self-trust so yeah thank you
1: if there is anybody listening to this who doesn't know who you are Which I find hard to believe, but I'm sure it's possible. I'm sure it is. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the people in our circle kind of are intermingled. Mm. But if there is anyone around who doesn't know who you are and they would love to get in touch with you or find out more about how you can support them if they have any writing dreams or any dreams around expressing themselves in any way and just curious about what you do um where is the best place for them to come and connect with you and find out more about you
2: well you can always just visit my website which is nicolahumber.com um and that's like a hub you see you'll be able to get through to the unbound press website from that as well but also you know i'd like to say just find me on instagram or facebook and just send me a message because i love connecting with people that way and hearing like directly from people. So please do. Um, Yeah, just get in touch and we'll have a conversation. Uh, Yeah. Yes,
1: that's the best way. Perfect. And that's where we started. Exactly. Magical (laughs) things happen. Yeah. You never know what's going to unfold from there. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely oh thank you so much for this mini insight into your world and for sharing some rich juicy goodness for this particular time in history we're making history we're seeing history unfold and um i i love that i got to talk to you at this point in time so thank you
2: oh me too helen thank you so much and Thank you for holding space for these conversations because they're so so important, even more important now. So thank you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Turning Point Project. If you found this episode useful, I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review the podcast as it really makes a difference and will only take a moment. If you'd like to continue the conversation or ask me any questions, come and connect with me over on Instagram at Helen Author or join the free magical life movement at HelenRebello.com. Have a gorgeous, gorgeous day and I'll catch you in the next episode.